Hi, this is your coach, Joe Lucas, and welcome to this Practice Power Podcast. Hey, I hope you're off to a great start uh, this week of August, and uh, yes, we are definitely uh, in the middle of the dog days of summer, especially uh, uh, here in Florida. Today's topic is uh, follow-up. You know, it's uh, interesting uh, seeing advisors over the last several decades. There's this phenomena that occurs when you're uh, engaged with a prospect, and engage means anywhere from uh, a phone call or two, or maybe you've actually taken them through a meeting process, and and you know you put the proposal down and the plan and everything else, and you get the you get the uh, the the words all advisors hate, which is uh, I want to think about it, or I'm not ready to make any changes right now, and you know your heart sinks a little bit because you emotionally invest if you did it right anyway, uh, you've emotionally invested in this prospect and this couple perhaps and you know you just couldn't get them over the hump and this will be for another episode but what's the hump well the hump really is fear fear of change fear of making the wrong decision basically that's what it boils down to you know you have to remember that you represent change to that couple right so if they go off and you know they think about it they don't make any changes and typically what most advisors do is they feel rejected which is understandable but then they get into this concept of, well, you know, they weren't going to make a good client anyway. And, you know, you start having this emotional justification uh, for not getting the job done. And, you know, we just, kind of, and we just kind of abandoned the whole process because we were wounded. Now, I'll say this to you here in this podcast. Uh, you know, I've had clients, and so the quick answer to the follow-up question is, how long do you follow up with somebody? I've always said forever until they tell you to drop dead. Never call them again. Like, I mean, there's, there's some very specific communication from that person or people, right? Hey, leave us alone, lose our number, delete our email, whatever it is. But if you don't get that, then you stay engaged with them. I mean, what are we talking about here, follow-up? Let's, let's be realistic. Okay, what does follow-up sound like here? What does it look like? Well, to me, a couple things. Number one is we're always going to have them on our newsletter list, Right? So they're going to see us. They're going to, they're going to hear from us, if you will. Number two, we're going to make sure that we invite them to our client events. And you're going to sit there and say, why do I want to invite a prospect, especially somebody rejected me, to my client event? Because in our experiences, if you can get a, a prospect to come to a client event and they engage in conversations with your clients, which are also your advocates, uh, 80% chance they're going to say yes to a relationship with you. They are now more comfortable. They've overcome their fear. So you always want to invite them, right? And then as far as proactive goes, I mean, I, I think two, two different scenarios here, right? Um, once a quarter, perhaps, if it makes sense, uh, drop them an email, drop them a voicemail, thinking about you, how are things going? Or twice a year, right? Reach out, drop something. It's, a, it's an email. I mean, you don't, have, you don't even have to call them anymore if you don't want to. Drop them a nice personal note. Check and see how things are doing. Uh, see if you can kind of re-engage re them. Now, the reason why you want to do this is if, if we believe that fear is the number one reason why somebody doesn't say yes to you, fear is an emotion, right? It's not rational. And so what you have to look at is timing. A person has to be a threshold to make a change. And that's in, with all human beings, right? So whether uh, you want to lose weight, get healthy, there's a threshold moment, right? Uh, there's maybe a threshold moment when you won't want to change firms, right? There's that moment where there's that decision, that moment of clarity, and you just want to do it, right? Well, prospects are people, right? They're just like you and I. 
And so what we need to do is be around so when they hit that threshold moment, they don't think of, well, I gotta go find somebody now. They wanna sit there and say, hey, you know, this person's been, you know, I met with them a couple years ago. They've been following up, I get invited to things. There's a level of comfort there that makes a huge amount of sense, right? And what are we really talking about here? Let's, let's be real honest here for a second. It's an email, it's a phone call. I'm not asking you to go dig a trench in the middle of August in Louisiana, all right? I'm not just asking you to do that. I'm, asking you to, I'm not asking you to break a sweat. I'm not even asking you to stand up, right? Easy stuff. Now, the longest I have on record that I'm aware of, now there may be more, is a 10-year cycle. It took one of my clients 10 years from prospect to client. Uh, they came to a workshop, uh, their advisor, they loved their advisor. Well, guess what happened to the advisor? Unfortunately, passed away. We were the first call, right? Why were we the first call? Newsletter list, invited to events, right? And it was a $4 million count. So 10 years. So my point to you is this. Part of your job descriptions is follow-up. You never let somebody go, because here's the reality. And for some of you, you're not going to want to hear this, but I have to have the conversation briefly. If you've been in this business 10, 20 years, even longer, you've let millions of dollars of assets, if not millions of dollars of gross revenue, through your fingers because you let your ego get in the way. Remember, follow-up is never about you, it's about them. If you really believe you can help somebody, and they need your help, and they deserve your help, doesn't it make sense it should be part of your job description to do whatever you, whatever you can, whatever it takes, right, ethically and honestly, to get the yes? And that includes follow-up, okay? So keep that in mind. Make a list. Have that in your CRM. You know, have your prospect list, your follow-up list, your pipeline list, whatever you want to call it. You know, uh, you, you know, as some of my, some of my, one of my clients said, uh, he's got the file cabinet of failure, right? All the files from all these prospects. And I said, what have you done with them? He goes, nothing. And you know what we did? We started to call them. We started to email them. And look, I'm not going to sit there and say, hey, 50% of them said yes, and we have this massive thing. But if it's one out of five or one out of ten, it's easy business. So I want you to keep that in mind, right? I want you to not, let, not drop people because your ego got bruised and you got a little emotional pain called rejection, right? Let's make sure we do some good things with that. Let's have a great uh, beginning of the week here, and I'll see you again in about 24 hours.